0: This is a Vow FM special, special broadcast. broadcast. The COVID Report Show, Monday to Thursday, from 6 to 7 p.m., exclusive, exclusive. to Vow FM 88.1. Hear it. You're still tuned into The COVID Report. Good evening to you. We are talking to Verly Oesthaisen, who is a labor lawyer and expert on employment law. And she'll be helping us unpack retrenchment and the process that must be taken before an employer can decide on retrenching employees in times as tricky as the times we are currently living in. Verly, good evening and welcome to The COVID Report.
1: Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you
0: very much for taking the time to chat to us. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought a wave of shock to many, especially the economy at large, uh, which has uh, been greatly affected, as we've seen via uh, news reports and um, everyday um, things that we're seeing in front of us. The, we are seeing businesses being affected, and they would want to start retrenching um, their staff to save costs. If you could please uh, by f- first uh, break down the retrenchment process uh, for us and, um, and how employees, and how employers rather, go about uh, conducting that
1: retrenchment process. A retrenchment process is done uh, in a very regulated way in terms of the Labor Relations Act. So that sets out very specifically what's required by employers, the steps that they need to take and uh, the reasons why people can get retrenched. And essentially, people are retrenched when there's an operational requirement. So it means that, The company, for example, needs to save costs or they don't have enough money to pay or there are other reasons why people would get retrenched. But in this specific scenario, it would be because they haven't been, you know, they don't have any revenue and so they don't have any money to pay. And so obviously in order to save the business, they need to cut back on employees because usually the salary bill in any company is the highest um, cost. And there are two processes one process is for large companies, and that's done in terms of Section 189A, and the other is for smaller companies, and that's in terms of Section 189. But that becomes quite technical. But the point is is that employers have to engage with their employees, and they have to sit down and consult with them and go through measures, go investigate all of the possibilities in order to save jobs. And they use the phrase joint consensus-seeking process. So the employer and the employees have to sit down and they have to think of ways to uh, uh, cut costs and to save jobs. If it means that people go on short time, that's an option. If it means that only certain um jobs are cuts That's an option. And it also looks at the people that are selected. So people that have been working for longer than other people will get preference. And um, there's all sorts of uh, issues that people look at. But the most important thing is that you, it's not a fault based dismissal. So you can't use it as an opportunity to get rid of people that you don't like. It has to be done completely objectively. And it has to be done so that you can save costs. It's not an opportunity to get rid of people that you think have misconducted themselves or anything like that. When it comes to
0: employees uh, or, or rather employers that are genuine and genuinely don't have the money to sustain um, the business, well, what can they do uh, with their employees that they had uh, before the lockdown? Um, and um, I'm referring specifically to the the employers who, who are the, the, the ones that everyone talks about being uh, going the extra mile to provide um, support for the people that they employ, so what can what can those employers in this instance do?
1: Well, you know, it really is, um, you're only limited by your imagination. There's all sorts of options that they can look at. They can say to their employees, we really want to be able to um, carry on employing you. We can't, unfortunately, afford to uh, keep employing you at the salary rate that we were employing you at. And so there's going to be some salary sacrifice for a couple of months. And then maybe we can look at um, a situation where we can uh, recoup, the money that you lost over those couple of months. It could be that they apply to um, the TURS fund in terms of the UIF. And that means that you get a portion paid by UIF and employers can top up that portion. If it mean, if they've been closed for for, you know, five weeks or whatever it is and they can get some money from the UIF fund. Um, it could be that they say to their employees that you work on short time. So you only work two days a week. Um, it's really sitting down with your employees and looking at it very carefully and looking at the way that you can uh, save, save costs, but at the same time, everybody is going through the same thing and it's going to be difficult for people to find jobs. So obviously, employers are not actually wanting to retrench. Um, it is quite expensive for employers to retrench because they have to pay out severance pay and all of that. So they will be looking at all sorts of measures, all sorts of ways to cut costs. If it means that people are not going to be having things like Christmas parties, if it's silly things like that, but it could be a a big cost. There are all of these options that you can look at.
0: Pertaining to employers retrenching people, companies retrenching people during uh, this time, as far as the public perception of those moves being made, by companies. I, 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 I follow closely some of the companies and businesses that I care about, and I've, I've noticed a lot of the public discourse um, centering around the apparent heartlessness of the head honchos of these companies who are retrenching people and uh, shedding, um, cut, quote, cutting the fat off of their staff, so to speak, um, during these difficult times, is it that cut and dry, or are they are they just is it just a matter of um, the, the the greater public not um, having the knowledge of the greater permutations on a from a pure business standpoint and the decisions from a business standpoint that informed those retrenchment processes.
1: Yes, I, th- I think you're right that, that people don't actually understand how devastating this situation and the shutdown has been on businesses. I think that everybody is actually in the same boat here. It would be very, very different if there were only some sectors of the uh, population that had been put on lockdown and others have, hadn't. The entire country was put on lockdown. And so what that means is that everybody – is faced with a situation, every single person in the country is faced with a situation that is completely unprecedented. And I think it would be a little bit cynical for people to think that big businesses – are using this as an opportunity um, to retrench. I don't think that that's the case. I think that in a lot of instances, executives have taken massive salary cuts and maybe they had really massive salaries and they can do so, but they have taken big salary cuts. They are trying to be compassionate. I don't think that it's fair in terms of business for people to think that that big business is, is not actually devastated by what is going on and they actually, in terms of the costs that it takes to run those big businesses, the salary bills are really, really huge. And in instances, for example, you mentioned Sokosan, they are not getting any revenue um, and their costs If they have been carrying on paying their employees, their costs and their salary bills are really, really significant. So it might be that they were running on um, close to, you know, not huge profits, and then they're starting to go into overdraft. And they have to make sure they don't get into a position where they're actually going to get liquidated completely. Um, And and we've seen instances where companies, for example, have gone into business rescue. So I don't think that it's wise for the public to have too much to say um, in instances where they don't know the inner workings of the companies. All of the companies are pretty desperate um, and and pretty worried about the effect that this lockdown has had on the economy. Um, I, I would be careful about being cynical about that. So my question is just what recourse is available for employees if they feel that their employer is not genuine in the retrenchments? Well, in that instance, uh, they have the option to approach the CCMA for an unfair dismissal, and they can say to the CCMA that they do not think that there was a valid operational reason for them being retrenched. But the thing that they have to remember is that it might be that an employer says that they are retrenching people now but don't necessarily say that it's because of COVID. So they, it just happens to to overlap. So it isn't even even if the retrenchment wasn't necessarily linked to the lockdown, it might still be a valid operational reason. So there yeah. is recourse. If people are getting retrenched and they feel that there was an unfair reason for the retrenchment, for example, the person, the the employer was just trying to get rid of them because they didn't like them or because um, you know, it just was inconvenient, or whatever the reason is, then they do have the option of approaching the CCMA. Um, and referring that unfair dismissal dispute.
0: As far as the the mechanics within which the employers can operate when they um, conduct these retrenchment processes, does an employer have a right to demote an employee because of the coronavirus impact it may have had on the business or threaten them in any way? I'm I'm referring in this instance to um, employers who 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 might be playing a a a misguided game of foreshadowing, so to speak. But in that instance, uh, what, 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 what scope legally can the employer operate?
1: Well, as I said, it's um, dependent on the imagination of the employer, but they would have to get consensus for it. So if they, if they can demote an employee, and that means that they get a lesser salary, uh, and the employee agrees to that in order to avoid not having a job at all, uh, then that's valid. That's a valid. That's a valid. Um, you know, option that they can explore. The employer can't necessarily force an employee to take a demotion. But if the employee refuses to take the demotion, then they run the risk that they're going to get retrenched because it might be that the demotion um, allows the employer to carry on. Um, you know, carry on operating because they, they may have made a significant cost saving. So, but as I said, that will require the employee to agree to that. It's not something that can just be imposed on the employee, uh, but it is an option to consider. If they decided that, for example, the upper management level is is too um, uh, too populated and they can get away with cutting some of the manager's um, and a person who's in that management position is is happy with the demotion so that they can keep a job, um, you know, that is an option to consider. So Verly, really then the question becomes with the new rules gazetted over the weekend about health and safety during this time for companies that are returning to work, what are some of the tips that companies can follow to ensure the health and safety and not in their company spread the virus? Okay, well, those regulations are fairly detailed, and that directive is fairly detailed. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it specifies over 500 people, and it and specifies under 10. And so, obviously, there's a middle section um, that you're not going to get into particular trouble from, you know, the, the Labor Department if you don't have certain things in place. Um, if you if it's a very large employer, then they are required to have a plan in place, a written plan in place. But all companies are required to make sure that they maintain these health and safety standards and they do the social distancing that they have masks for people that um you know there is deep cleaning that if anybody actually has the virus that they're quarantined. It's just a matter of following the regulations that we have been following for the last couple of weeks, but following them within the workplace. So it is the one place that you are allowed to really have gatherings, but you just make sure that people are standing far apart from one another. You make sure that there are actually physical barriers between people wherever possible. Make sure that people that can work from home do work from home. And make sure that there are lots of sanitizers, that there are lots of paper towels, lots of soap, Um, And that people are following these hygienic procedures, um, educating people and understand that if this isn't done and the um, labor department comes to the offices, they will look at all of these things and they will shut you down if you are not following these requirements.
0: All right. Absolutely. That was uh, Verly Westhazen, a labor
1: lawyer and uh, expert in employment law. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.